Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. And if this is your first time pushing play, I want you to know that you are so welcomed here. I am your host, Jackie Brindle. I am a mom of three, wife, teacher, blogger, speaker, and I do like to run. We all need a little encouragement on the good and not so good days to lift us up and onward. That's my hope for you, that you will be so encouraged and know that with God, nothing is impossible. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Be Encouraged podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Brindle, and thanks again for listening. Don't forget to click subscribe and go ahead and share this all, with all your friends and families. I know they will be encouraged, and I hope that the Be Bold series is encouraging you thus far. Part one was last week, and I hope you are tuning in because you loved what you were listening to about being bold in prayer. And just to piggyback off that, and we're going to just dive right into the episode because it's just me and you here, so let's get cozy. Uh, grab your cup of coffee or wherever you are because we are going to be encouraged today. We are just going to fly right into it for your bite-sized bit of encouragement to be bold because last week I said we were being bold in our prayer life and hopefully you join me for the Psalms 150-day challenge, uh, just praying through the Psalms and just really uplifting ourselves in the Word. I mean, we may not understand every detail or context to what the Bible says. Sometimes it gets confusing, right? So I wanted to mention that in this particular part, we unpack being bold, but by asking questions. You know, I think of it this way, and I just want to illustrate something for you real quick. So, you know, I have a, a two girls and a boy, and my daughter, my oldest, is 15. And, you know, she is a complete introvert. The middle one, my middle child, my 12-year-old Ella, she is a bubbly, outgoing little girl who can pretty much, I can read her mind just by whatever, you know, mood she's in and and she kind of just wears her heart in her sleeve and she doesn't hold anything back and sometimes you're like well you probably should have held that one back but she holds nothing back and then there's my Luke as you know I mentioned he asks some bold questions he's not afraid but as you know they get older I see that that kind of shifts and changes a little bit that childlike faith that childlike talk um you know that comfortability with mom and dad kind of you know they second guess that And so, especially with my oldest, she's more of an introvert. You know, she's the more quiet, reserved. She's going to not tell me anything until she must tell me something that's on her mind that's troubling. And sometimes that can dig herself into a deep hole as she continues to pack more things in the backpack, so to speak, right? And it can weigh her down. So we really don't know sometimes until it's like last minute, everything comes flooding out. Uh, Like the dam has been broken. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it really could have been prevented had we just asked questions along the way, or maybe been bold to ask some questions of, well, if I ask this, will I get in trouble? Will I not get in trouble? Like not question it and just ask it anyway. You know, when you're building a relationship with someone, you want them to come to you, right? With all of their needs, any questions they have on their mind, just like when you're building a friendship, you know, you know, let them know, like, Hey, if you have any questions, let me know. It's like customer service, right? Let me know if you have any questions, Um, but so often I think, and I know I do this myself sometimes, I'm like, Hey, I got it. No, I'm good. I'm okay. I don't need to ask. I can probably figure this out because I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of us tend to think that we can do it ourselves, right? Got it. Got it. Got it. And we put more and more on our plates instead of just asking, Hey, can you actually take 
my kids here. I actually, my plate's full. I can't really do that right now. Or how am I going to fit this in my day and, and bounce off ideas off somebody else? You know what I mean? Sometimes I think we think that we have this generation of, you know, it's one more notch on the belt if we can do it all on our own without asking anybody for that help, without asking anybody or being vulnerable and saying, hey, I'm struggling here. I'm going to need prayer. I need some guidance. I actually don't know what to do. I've never faced this before. I don't know how to bring this up. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes we get caught up in, we have to be a certain way. And I know I can be that way. I'm like, oh gosh, I am not perfect here. And I have to kind of just humble myself and ask the questions. And maybe I'm going to look dumb, but I have to do it anyway, you know, and, and you have to. And sometimes if we don't do it soon enough, it can tend to fester up and come out in other ways where we're bitter, we're angry, we're short-tempered. I mean, come on, right? That's life. And, you know, a teenage girl, man, you if they're real short-tempered, <laughs> you wonder what else is going on in their mind, right? So the other day, I could just tell the weight of the world was on my daughter. And I really felt for her, you know, going through teenage years. Come on, let me tell you, it is difficult. And if you are a mom right now and you have little ones or whatever challenging thing you're going through, um, I, I don't think anything beats these teenager years. I'll tell you what, they are just um, trying and difficult because you want to have the right words to say and you don't want to get it wrong. Um, but you know, you have to be bold in what you do say. Um, but also you don't want to push them away. Like there's always this like, you know, give and take like a tug of rope, right? Um, and you don't want to drag them down. You don't want to keep them too close. You want to give them that, that, that room to grow and be independent. Um, anyway, all that to say, much like being bold and asking questions, my daughter, you know, was feeling heavy, like a lot was on her mind and the floodgates, they flew open and, um, but it was a good thing in a sense of, okay, now's an opportunity. Now's the opportunity to pick up all these pieces that have just overflowed out of the backpack and really talk about it and ask her the questions. And she can ask me the questions and like, Hey, there's this line of communication that's open. The door is open. It is wide open right now. And you're not going to be in trouble if you ask me all these crazy questions because teens, they have so many questions. (laughs) And I remember at that age having lots of questions too. And sometimes being nervous, asking my parents about certain things. And I feel like God wants us to come to him no matter what, open arms, just like as a parent, we want our kids to come to us. We want to be that open door and that line of communication, that line of safety, that line of protection for them, that line of good, you know, good sound advice, because we know that there are so many different things that they can come across that might be, oh, okay, well, I don't have to ask my parents, um, this is a good, this is a good answer. This actually, can you actually answer it for me? Like if people could just answer it for me, sometimes it's, I like that, but at the same time, I'm not really getting the groundwork, right? I'm not building that knowledge on my own. I'm not making deeper connections. I'm not diving in. And I think that's where I can stumble and fall if I'm not doing the work myself, if I'm not asking the hard questions myself, the big, bold questions, right? And I think we all get, get stuck like that. I don't know. I can only speak for myself and what I've seen, but, um, you know, I think when we have big, bold prayers and we kind of get stuck along the way where we're watching expectantly, but yet we're waiting, we're waiting on God to answer, or maybe we don't know what we need to pray. And, you know, we think, oh, well, I don't need to give that to him. Yes. Give it all to him. I think that's what I've learned when, you know, parenting that I want my kids to just 
it to be this safe zone. Like they can tell me anything and everything and, and let's just go unpack it. Sure. You got more questions. Well, I'll try and do that and I'll Google it. You know, Google, I was just for a fun fact for all of you people who like fun facts. I Googled how many times does Google process questions or search queries a day? And it was astounding. Um, Google processes approximately 63,000 search queries every second. Every second. Like I thought that was going to end with every day. No, no, every second, 63,000 search queries and 5.6 billion searches per day, which is like approximately over a year's time, uh, like 2 trillion global searches per year and an average of like three to four searches daily per person. I mean, that's crazy, right? That blows my mind how many questions and queries and things people are looking up and searching on Google. Imagine if we were to say, hey God, where is this in your word? Hey God, where can I find an answer for going through anxiety? My kids facing trouble when I want to pray over them like a prayer of confidence um, and blessing. Like where can I find that, right? Like, I mean, Google might have answers for you, but um, another good resource, and I don't know if it's as, um, gets as many questions a day, but is Bible Gateway. Sometimes if I have a question or something I want to explore more, I go to Bible Gateway and I can figure out online it's an app or you can look it up on your desktop and that's a good way. In the back of your Bible, there's tons of topics in there that are can be covered and you can kind of search through and figure out what those are. I mean, dive deep. If you want to learn something, you're going to figure it out. I mean, YouTube is crazy, right? There's a YouTube channel for everything and anything to find out how to do something, right? But I think God wants us to slow it down and be bold and ask our father, the one who can handle everything, the one that stands on the rock, the one that holds up our head high when we feel contrite or upset or downtrodden. He wants us to bring those big, bold questions, even in grief or even when we don't know what to do next in our life or where we're heading. It's like a compass. We see it spinning in what direction. God wants to guide you. Can I remind you of that today? God wants to guide you wherever you are heading to being bold in, to live your life boldly, how you're going to live for him. He wants, he wants it all. And he wants those big, bold questions. The questions that you would ask as a child, right? And I say this because I think wise people in life ask questions. Like I'm a teacher. So I always think, ask the questions. You know, the, the dumbest question is the one that doesn't get asked, right? I mean, that's what they say. Something along those lines, I think it goes. But ask the question. It doesn't hurt. Ask your pastor. You know, um, email them. Email someone that you, you okay, this is, they have a biblical worldview. I'm going to ask them on Instagram. I, I'm just struggling here to understand this. Maybe just talking this out or getting into a group and talking about these tough questions is it is good. It's healthy. I mean, hey, talking things out brings light to areas where we felt dark. Am I right? We have to ask ourselves the hard questions. And I think what I loved growing up was my mom would take me for walks and we would just walk around the neighborhood. We lived in a neighborhood, a townhome community, 
And we would just do loop after loop and it would be dark and the streetlights would be on, but we would do loop after loop and we'd walk and talk and I'd tell her everything that was on my mind. I mean, probably like, I'm probably more like my Ella where I just divulge everything. (laughs) And yet she would give me sound advice. And sometimes, yeah, I'd roll my eyes. I'd be like, whatever. I think I know this better. And, but yet it was so freeing to let somebody know that this is what's me. This is what I'm dealing with. And someone to pray with me about it um, and guide me. And I think, you know, when I did that, that came to mind when I saw my daughter kind of just melting down in a way. Um, I was like, listen, let's go grab your shoes. And she's like, what are we doing? I'm like, let's go for a walk. What? We're going for a walk. And we just walked and we walked. The sun went down. And can I tell you how freeing, and yes, we fought, I'm not saying like it was the most wonderful, um, you know, wisdom filled conversation, but it was so needed for the soul. We wrestled with questions and we wrestled with, um, you know, what we think about, you know, in our culture today and what, you know, friends and, you know, just dealing and unpacking life and ambitions and where to go to college eventually, you know, and it just, we laid it all out there. And I certainly had to come up with, you know, answers that were uncomfortable for me, but I'm glad she was asking because here's the thing, parents, we've got to rise up and be confident that God will give us exactly what we need to say in that moment. Even if we get the eye rolls, it's okay. Even if we mess up and have to like revisit that, that again, it's okay. It is completely okay because parenting is going to change no matter what season we're going to. We might think, okay, we got this thing down, but there's always something, surprise, (laughs) that is around the corner. And that's life challenges no matter what, right? And, um, you know, just even thinking about deeper, you know, sad tragedies that have happened. Um, C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite, favorite authors, you know, he wrote the book, Mere Christianity. He is incredible. Like he was an atheist and then he came to know the Lord really through logic and questions. He literally just kept banging up questions left and right at, for, from people to the Bible to um, just logic and just kept coming up with the same answer and realization that God is real. There's no use in fighting it because you're fighting it. It's denial. And he just kind of logically came up with, um, you know, he could tell he wrestled a lot with faith and virtue. And it's just that he's incredible. I mean, honestly, for all of you podcast lovers out there, he, when, when there was a uh, you know, air raids in, you know, the the World War II and, you know, traveled in Great Britain so he could be on the radio station, literally probably giving out podcasts is, is, you know, back in the day, he was giving out his radio talk and people were tuning in all over the country, all over the world at that time to listen to Christian, um, uh, to his Christian perspective and to his view because it was wildly relatable. He's so dry and yet humorous and so practical. And yet they wound up putting all of those um, radio um, tapes into uh, a bunch of books and uh, collectively Mere Christianity had a, had a bulk of them. And it's just so incredible. And, and, and yet at the end of his life, you know, he wrote um, Narnia, all the series. And then I found out that he also wrote A Grief Observed. And it basically, after losing his his wife, I mean, ugh, you know, losses is difficult. And it was his beloved. He had a hard time grappling, you know, who God was. And he asked questions that were deep and difficult and hard. And, you know, in one of the 
the important quotes that I pulled from here, it says that he says, it tells of the agony and the emptiness of a grief such as few of us have to bear. For the greater the love, the greater the grief. And the stronger the faith, the more savagely will Satan storm its fortress. I mean, what a perspective. Let me just go over that real quick. Because with such grief, it can leave us feeling so empty. Am I right? And it says, the greater the love, the greater the grief. The stronger the faith, the more savagely will Satan storm its fortress. No matter what grief we are facing, whatever loss or tragedy or block, um, you know, something that's blocking us in life, no matter what that is, it can throw us for a loop. Amen. And yet we may come up with questions like, God, can you just reroute me? Can you help me? Can you help me find solace in this mess? Can you help me find peace in this storm? I mean, those are some big, bold prayers. Am I right? And maybe those big, bold questions are those prayers that we have and that just create that that space that connects us to the one that can answer it, the one that we know without a shadow of a doubt has all the answers for us. Amen? He has all the answers for us. And, you know, Mark Batterson in his book, Praying Circles Around Your Children, he mentioned that, you know, prayer is the way we take our hands off and place our children in the hands of God. Basically, we place our children, placing our career, placing our job, placing our future, placing our sickness, placing our healing, placing it all in the hands of God. When we take our hands off and when we send out these prayers, these secret prayers that maybe we say under our breath, because that's all we can remember for the moment. These big questions that we have, like, where are you now, God? Like, where are you at? I mean, come on, we all face it, right? We all have those questions and I dare you to ask them. I dare you to ask them, just like my friend C.S. Lewis. I know he's not really my friend, but oh my gosh, his writing makes me feel like his friend. Because sometimes we, we know we can't cease to believe that God is real. Because if he's not, then what is this all for? We know that in the deepest tragedy, it can become our greatest teacher. We know that in the greatest despair, we can at least find the silver lining that God is going to use it for his glory. So what are you holding back today? What questions do you need to ask today? What questions do you need to write out? And I I challenge you through this Psalms 150 challenge. As you listen to David, look, highlight those questions that he asked. Ask them yourself. I mean, I love it because he says in Psalm 5, 5-3, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I plead my case to you and watch expectantly. Come on, friends. Let's watch expectantly. Let's delight in the Lord, knowing of who he is and that he can take care of everything that we face. Walk and talk with him today. Take a walk and just ask him the questions. And if you don't feel like you're getting that answer, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. Just ride it out knowing that he is willing and able to answer. I saw on this um, truck the other day as I was driving, it said, Cain is able. And I was like, wow, wouldn't that be cool if it said God and just replace that name? God is able. And that just reminds me, he's able to answer. As silly as that sounds, but yes, he, God is able to answer. 
God is able to do the thing in your life that you know boldly you are meant to do. And if you have those bold questions, he's big enough to answer them all. Thank you so much for listening as we step out into boldness in our life, whether we are in the workspace, in our relationships, or parenting. You know, nothing is ever easy, and I certainly don't ever get it right, but these are the steps that I know the Lord has been teaching me in life to be bold in prayer and to be bold to ask questions and to watch expectantly for Him. Even if there's the wilderness, even if there's the waiting, I know he is there with us all along. Have a great week, everybody, and enjoy the rest of the Be Bold series next week. As it is our last one, we will be wrapping it up, and I have some pretty amazing guests lined up for you for the rest of summer. I cannot wait to share with you and release those names pretty soon. So stay tuned, and don't forget to share this episode with a friend, coworker, your spouse, or whoever it is, and be encouraged. Have a great week, everyone.